Santa, we've just had a letter for you from Lewis Hamilton with his Christmas wish list. Oh, ho, 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 wonderful. Well, Lewis is on my nice list. Let's see what he wants. Dear Santa, I don't want much this year. Just a competitive car that has no aerodynamic porpoising, a decent power output, and performance good enough to beat not only Red Bull, but Ferrari too. <laughs> yes, well, I think I can probably manage that. Oh, and Santa, one other thing. Can you please make sure that I finish in front of George Russell in every race? Deck the flipping halls. What does he think I am? A miracle worker? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the holiday special edition of Gareth Jones on Speed. Joining me for this happy programme is Alex Goy. Hi. Alex, I have to compliment you on your choice of jumper. Please explain the Christmas connection. Because Die Hard is the only true Christmas movie. What does it say on the jumper exactly? Now I have a machine gun, ho, 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 which will irritate Zog because technically (laughs) the gun John McClane gets from a dead German terrorist is a submachine gun, but it's a movie. It is, it is. And you know what? You can't exactly blame John McClane for his uh, his accuracy. He was in a hurry. He was trying to avoid being killed by terrorists. I agree. <laughs> You've got to give the guy a break. He was in a hurry. You know, for the purposes of brevity, I think we can definitely give him a break. And also, sure, it was a mistake in language in the film. But once it's committed to the big screen, once it's been there in the theatre, if you're producing the sweatshirt, souvenir of the film, tribute to the film, you have to accurately render whatever it was that was in the film, even if they got it wrong first time around. This is a bit like that debate about Neil Armstrong's first words on the moon. Were they, Uh, that's one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind, or were they, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind? The A went missing thanks to a communications glitch. Neil Armstrong's actual first words on the moon were none of that. They just didn't broadcast what he actually said was, holy I'm on the moon. <laughs> also, forgive me for being a pedant again, but it's not quite the same kind of thing. This is a different kind of investigation. It's a different issue. But we don't have time for this. Actually, it is proved that the very first words spoken on the moon were by Buzz Aldrin, not by Neil Armstrong, who said, contact light, engine arm off. That was the first ah. thing that was said when the vehicle had touched the lunar surface. Hey, Excellent. but don't get me started on space. By the way, the Christmas song for this holiday special edition of Gareth Jones on Speed celebrates Christmas in space. I'll explain more later on. But hey, while well, we're on the subject of Christmas and all that, guys, Zog, let's start with you. You got a favourite Christmas vehicle story memory? I have a very strong memory of quite a long drive in the middle of a North European winter, heading for somewhere in Switzerland. In a driving blizzard, we had two vehicles, a Skoda Rapid, a 1980s cheap and cheerful Skoda, and a Fiat Panda, again, the 80s 4x4 Panda. Yeah, both great cars, actually. Yeah, yeah, well, we would drive the hours through what was a lot of the time, a blizzard. Going up into the mountains, we're driving on mountain roads in the snow at night. You know, one of these got a very stressful kind of, you know, epic drives, but also yeah. very satisfying and very rewarding. You get to your destination. Yeah, yeah. But I was massively impressed, I said, by both of those vehicles and their ability to handle the conditions. You know, these aren't tough off-roaders, they're not silly wannabe off-roaders that are a little too popular at the moment. You know, these are rather basic, cheap, small family cars that did an extraordinary job of continuing to climb mountain roads when there was a lot of snow and ice around. We passed quite a few vehicles on the way that couldn't make it any further up, and we were still going on in our crappy cheap little family cars so yeah that was something of a revelation to me we had one mechanical problem along the way the throttle linkage on the Skoda broke which I fixed with a paperclip superb so I kind of loved the Skoda immediately for having been something that I could fix at the side of the road pretty easily and get going again but yeah it just gave me massive respect for those two very ordinary 
very wonderful vehicles. I call that stuff intermediate technology, like the Land Rover. You could fix a Land Rover or a Morris 1000 with, I don't know, a coat hanger or a spanner. You can put right. anything right. Fantastic. Yeah, respect to those cars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Respect to both of them. I bet it was all about tyres as well. I bet they had the right flipping tyres on because that's one of my bugbears at the moment. You know, I know we don't have a, a prolonged winter season here in Britain quite as bad as they do in Nordic countries or even in Germany where by law you have to fit winter tyres over that season. The right tyres is better than four-wheel drive in a lot of cases makes a huge difference absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah massive difference anyway hey thank you i shared that scary journey with you in my head i was with <laughs> you there in the blizzard Woo. what's your favorite christmas car story alex or hanukkah car story it's a christmas lights car story ah oh. so we used to do christmas down at my grandmother's and then stop by my aunt's on the way home and because where well, my aunt live, lives I think still in Surrey in Yule Yule appropriately small little place they like cricket there so rather than kind of nip round the M25 and go back to Cambridge that way my old man used to go well let's go through the middle of London have a look at the lights so in this old Audi 80 I'd be sat in the back and we'd have a look at the lights down Oxford Street and Regent Street and it's always very sweet and do Trafalgar Square and all that it's something I try to do every year in my motor just like have a look round either by car or by foot, depending on what takes me. But it's just a happy little crimble memory. Oh, can you take your moggy into the centre of town? Yes, it's just bloody cold. Or is it prohibitively expensive? No, it's fine. Strangely, both of my silly fleet, the 6.7 litres, 10 cylinders and 7 wheels between them, are entirely ULES free. Wow, (laughs) you don't even pay the 12 quid... Oh, no, you, you do have to pay the congestion charge, yeah, so right. long as you're within yeah. congestion charge hours, but you don't Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's a lovely thing to do to drive Regent Street, mm. if you can, and see it's the It's absolutely whole gorgeous, because you have a look, you see the lights from below, and you go past them, and you go up. What's the route I take? I normally sort of zoom up to Victoria, then Piccadilly, Trafalgar Square, and then down and round, and wibble round all over the place, and it's a very nice thing to do. Yeah! Of an evening. They don't really turn off, so you can go quite late when there's not much traffic. Nice idea. Good tip. Go and do it one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's, there's no one around. It's great. That's a great London tip, or visiting mm. London over Christmas tip. Come and see the lights in one o'clock in the morning. You'll still get a train home. You'll still well. <laughs> If you live on the Elizabeth line. Yes. Okay, my Christmas vehicular story is a story of how Christmas used to arrive in a vehicle for me growing up in North Wales. Back in the 1960s and the 70s when I was a kid, my dad was a member of the local Rotary Society, you know, businessman doing stuff for charity, and got involved with a project to convert what I think was called a Queen Mary. Zuck, do you know what a Queen Mary is? Isn't that a piercing? I think of the ocean liner. There is that, that is correct. But this wasn't that Queen Mary. No, a Queen Mary, we used to be able to get an airfix kit of it. It's actually a trailer made of a kind of geodesic steel frame that was towed behind lorries, you might say, articulated vehicle tractors. Mm. It was designed and built during the Second World War and used for recovering elements of crashed hurricanes and spitfires on any British aircraft. They would transport them in this. They were designed to carry aircraft. So very long and very light and very strong. There was obviously a lot of army surplus stuff around in that period of time. It wasn't long after the war. And so the Rotary acquired one of these and turned it into the Flinton District Rotary Club Christmas Float, which my father helped design. He did all the electrical and electronic works on board it, and it was an incredible thing. They turned this thing into what looked like Santa's sleigh from the side, with Nadolig Llawen, which is Merry Christmas in Welsh, written down the side in lights that would flash, and different sequences of big old 240-volt, 60-watt coloured bulbs, rows and rows and rows and rows of them all down the side and it had two USPs this thing it was just brilliant it had a generator on board an ex-army generator they used to power the lights and more on the back it had a veranda like a picket fence kind of thing with a hood look Santa's grotto that Santa himself and it was I am told the actual Santa oh but of course Yeah, (laughs) who threw out sweets to the kids. It had a little PA system that played Christmas music 
Welsh choirs would gather around it and we would sing. But that was the second best thing. The very best thing about this was the float would come down our avenue and there was a place to turn round at the bottom and it would only just make it round. And once it had settled in position, the music would start, the lights would go on, and this was the best bit, total Thunderbirds, a Christmas tree would go from being horizontal, a really massive Christmas tree, so it seemed as a kid, so they could get under bridges and stuff, the generator would crank it up to the vertical, it would rock and swing, bang, the music would come on. Christmas had started. That is the ultimate Christmas vehicle. That's pretty good. There is one more ultimate Christmas vehicle that we are overlooking. That is, of course, Santa's sleigh. Yeah. Capable of travelling faster than the speed of light and sound altogether. Yeah. However... But it doesn't have wheels, though. It's a it vehicle. Yeah, it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle. Yeah, granted, yeah. Yeah, okay. And do we know the technology that uh, Santa uses to achieve these incredible velocities? Isn't it powered by love? There is documentary evidence in the film Elf. Ah, yes, like the Galaxy Quest historical documents, yes. I believe, if you look very carefully into some of the things at the end, there is some insight into the technology used. It's driven by belief, I think. It's love and belief in Santa Claus. Yeah, which is a sustainable uh, resource, let's hope. Well, one would hope so. Yeah. It's a renewable resource, certainly, yeah. Yeah, it's renewable. That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, while we're in the spirit then, should we give each other virtual gifts? God, it is Christmas. Yes, the giving of gifts must happen. You know how it works. We give each other gifts. We don't actually go to any of the bother of actually obtaining any of these gifts. We give them virtually. But I thought I'd make it a little more interesting this year by setting the challenge that whatever gift we give each other virtually what we give is only something that can't actually be given or can't be bought perhaps that's more accurate so Sog, you choose who's going to do one first since you're asking me why don't i go first alex you're first up hooray i love presents they're the best this gift whether it's actually impossible to give you this or not i'm not 100 percent sure good but it's certainly so hard that for all intents and purposes it's impossible Now, the caveat, I'm going to describe this gift to you, Alex. If you could tell me why I am giving you this set of vehicles, (laughs) you will receive the entire set of vehicles and a garage in which to house your new fleet of magnificent cars. Is that garage Tracy Island? (laughs) (laughs) Good try. You've got two more guesses. Okay. I didn't tell you, I had three guesses. If you fail to identify the reason why I'm giving you this particular garage, Mm -hmm. you get the 143rd scale versions. Okay. Nice. Still be pretty cool. Which will still be a fine present for my podcasting colleague, but it wouldn't be quite the same as the real thing. So, here we go. Here's a list of the vehicles in your new garage, either full size or 143rd scale. A 1988 BMW 735i. Mm -hmm. A 1987... Buick LeSabre, a 1979 Chevy Impala, a 1973 Chevy van. If I tell you too much about that van, that might be too much of a clue. I'm guessing that van has a specific paint job. Oh! It does have a specific Mm. paint job. I may have tipped my hand. I'm going to give you another couple of vehicles here, just to see if this helps you home in on it. You get a Chevy step van as well. Okay. You also get a Lincoln Town Car limousine. So... Stretch Town Car, you get a Mazda RX-7, and you get a 1943 Ford M8 Greyhound. I've got an idea. A 1987 Mercedes-Benz 420 SEL. Now, at this point, do you have an inkling? Do you have an idea? I've got an idea. You get about half a dozen further vehicles, mostly late 80s cars. Yeah, because I'm confused. I have a vague idea about one of them. (laughs) Okay. You also get a 1984 Nissan 200SX. You get a 1987 Mercedes-Benz 260E. And you get a 1977 Ford F350 truck. Right. Yeah, think about the Chevy van with that paint job you mentioned. Yeah, very specific paint job. And that 1943 Ford M8 Greyhound. Let me have a look at what that looks like. Hang on. That would be key to it. Can I begin narrowing the search before we run into New Year here? (laughs) Can I suggest these are movie and television themed, aren't they, in their broader sense? Yes. One of them is the 18 van, I think. 
It may be. However, oh. don't think A-Team. Maybe the A-Team van. However... It's the Scooby-Doo van, isn't This it? particular van, it's not the A-Team van. Oh. I'll also tell you, it's not the mystery machine. Wow. Okay. These are all vehicles that have been in some fairly hardcore stuff. Absolutely. It's to do with screen use. Yep. It's to do with a particular intellectual property, a particular TV show or film. RX-7 threw me. To be honest, the RX-7 is pretty incidental. <laughs> the Ford M8 is a military vehicle. It is. So Chevy van in TV, and I'm desperately trying to cheat here. Is it a Terminator movie? It's not. You're kind of adjacent. It's Arnie. It's an Arnie film. Is it Arnold? Oh. It's not Arnie. Not Arnold? Is it Mr. T? Is it vehicles Mr. T has been associated with? It's not. It's a single movie. It's a single movie? You will kick yourself. Cannonball Run? The new one? It's not the Fast and the Furious. These haven't all been in Star Trek, have You they? cannot believe how hard you're going to kick yourself. <laughs> Go on, tell us. I don't know, tell us. Okay, okay. Die Hard. Oh. <laughs> These are all vehicles from Die Hard. No wonder I had no idea then. Outstanding. The limo, the van, they're all there. I feel like such a muffin. The Chevy van was the fake ambulance that they yep. make their getaway oh, in. Oh, God damn it. Perfect. Oh, God, I'm so dumb. Very good. Beautifully pulled together, Zog. I thought when you Googled the Ford M8, you might have got it because that armoured car is quite a distinctive shape. So, Zog, just to recap very briefly, how does the gift in this work? You have to guess and he gets which cars, tell me. Unfortunately, Alex has now downgraded himself to a present that I could actually give him. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a whole bunch of 143rd scale models of vehicles used in Die Hard. Very good. I feel I'm going to have to give him at least one of those. I'm touched that you went to the effort. That's incredible. (laughs) That's, That's really good. Hey, it's Christmas. I'm going to have to use that as a quiz question at some point. Thank you very much. Most delightful. Well, most welcome. Okay. Now, you may have noticed, people listening, that Sarah is not with us live for this episode of Gareth Jones on Speed. That's because she's somewhere else. Gareth, hi, this is me, Sarah from Australia. I have taken a leap and come to Australia much earlier than what I thought I would to soak up the summer heat. I thought maybe I'd be able to escape a bit of the winter freeze, which I do believe I have because I've seen all the beautiful photos of the snow falling in London and it looks divine. So I hope that you got out and amongst it because I certainly have not been able to do that from the other side of the world. It's been nice to come back earlier than what I usually would and spend some time with family and friends. Gareth, it's the Christmas special, isn't it? So I will give my first Christmas virtual gift to you, Alex. And I couldn't have thought of anything better. I'd like you to all put in your heads the cartoon of the Jetsons, George (laughs) Jetson. And I bet you all know what I'm about to say. Alex, I've got you an airspeeder. So this is an airspeeder. (laughs) It's the world's first premium an electrical virtual takeoff and landing vehicles. So premium racing series. The Airspeeder is actually part of the racing series that they're planning on broadcasting and coming to life over the next couple of seasons. And it's all very interesting. And I thought, Alex, you would be able to do a great review on this and not only enjoy a great review, but maybe enjoy a great joyride as part of, I guess, quite the eclectical car review which will be the new form of trolling. It's called the Flying Car Racing Motorsport Series. So I'm sure you can read up more about it, but I thought that was a very good gift for you, Alex, and I thought you would get hours of joy pursuing a bit of a review over that one. So it is an electric vehicle, and it's an aerospeeder. Hey, Alex, how about that for a gift, eh? Boom. Have some of that. I love me a bit of airspeeder. They're good fun. Yeah. One crashed the other week, I think, or one had a little bit of an off. Love me a bit of airspeeder. It's mega. Yeah, airspeeder. I was invited to do an article about this. I think you actually told me about it, Alex. You're possibly the first person. And I looked at it, I thought, man, this is literally never going to fly. This is never going to get off the ground. (laughs) They're flying now. They are flying. They're doing things. Wow. It looks quite fun. It does. I'm looking forward to when they put people in them because at the moment i think it's mark three they're on which is the unmanned full size but big drone version right then the mark four is going to be the one they're going to put people in 
And they've got some mega partners and they've got some really cool stuff. They're legitimising flying motorsport. I like to call it floater sport. Sadly, they haven't adopted that, which is most disappointing. <laughs> I, I wonder why not. Why, why would somebody find the term floater sport uh, an unappealing one? I, I have no idea. <laughs> Listeners, please tell us. I honestly hadn't thought of it like that. Oh, dear. Whoops. For heaven's sake, nobody... Do a Google on the term floater sport, <laughs> please. I, I don't want that image in my head. Oh, Lord above. It's rule 34. If you can't find it, you've got to make it. <laughs> I apologise for taking it that way. That was a wonderful gift. Thank you very much, Sarah. You can't buy those. No. I think that meets the criteria brilliantly. Okay, my turn then. My virtual gift. Let's see. Zog, I think... Your virtual gift from me, let me see. Yeah, I've got a link for you, Zog. Can't wait, so exciting. Remember that the criteria was something that you just can't buy. Okay, sending the link now. It's in the chat there. If you want to click on it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm sure both of you will know something about this. Ooh, I've got that book on my shelf. Ah! Oh, what is this? This is... This is the car that would have oh. saved Porsche over and over again, maybe. It is a secret Porsche project. A Porsche electric minivan. Oh, fantastic. They unearthed some design exercises by Porsche from the past, which we'd never seen before. And the one that got my attention, I think it's called the Vision Rendienst. Is that how you say Ren- it? Rendienst. 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 Thank Rendienst, you. Yes. The Vision Rendienst electrical van. First of all, it's just beautiful, Zog. I would love you to have that. You would like that, wouldn't you? Actually, I would. It is a terrific design. I tend not to like boxier, more urban or SUV type vehicles. It's probably the best design interpretation of the concept of a small van that you know I can think of. That's a really, really great looking vehicle. Yeah, you're not wrong. As vans go, by God, that's pretty good. But I have to admit, Zog, sometimes people give gifts in an unusual and strange way. And I have a vested interest in this. Why I would give you this vehicle. It's something that will not just benefit me, but will benefit all of us. You want me to help you move a couple of sofas or something? (laughs) More important than that. I've been trying to buy grandstand tickets for Le Mans in 2023. And the only tickets that seem to be available now are for people who turn up in an eco-friendly way. Yeah, I noticed the same thing, yes. (laughs) Yeah. You're allowed to buy a ticket if you travel either by train or you're coming by electric vehicle, hydrogen fuel cell vehicle, something like that. And I figured that an electric Porsche, all of us could cram into this to go to Le Mans and we would get to be there in the grandstand. So a sensible gift. That's an absolutely tip-top gift, Gareth. That's much appreciated. Works on every level. I love it. Many thanks. Okay, Alex, your turn to give an impossible virtual gift. I've got something for Sarah. Now, I'm loosely going with the, not that money can't buy, it's just need a lot of money to do it. (laughs) Okay. I'll be honest, none of your gifts I could ever afford. For Sarah, someone who likes travel, likes the finer things in life, but maybe wouldn't necessarily do this without being gifted it. Norwegian Cruise Line has come out with a brand new ship. It's called the Norwegian Viva. It's going to spend most of its time cruising the Med, all the nice bits, just being nice and warm. Now, I know cruise ships are dens for disease, so the gift for her is mostly the ship, but the real reason for it is that it has a go-kart track built on the roof. Oh, my (laughs) trousers! So you can go outdoor go-karting while you're in the Med. You can do your Mario Kart power slides all the way around the circuit, while taking in the beautiful views of Monaco's harbour and things like that. So for Sarah, the world's most exclusive go-kart track. Wonderful. Speaking on behalf of our Antipodean ally, who can't respond because she's (laughs) elsewhere in the sun, I'm sure she'd love that because she loves the sun. That's why she's there now. And she loves motorsport. So top choice of prize, Alex. Beautifully done. Right, we've got a gift for Zog from Sarah. So what I have for you this Christmas, what came into my head instantly for you, (laughs) was the fact that I thought you could do with a pair of good old Australian board shorts, a sunscreen and a hat. (laughs) So you're all ready for a summer holiday. (laughs) 
I think Zog, you deserve it. I think it'd be great to see you out in Hawaii, Australia even, <laughs> Thailand, anywhere hot and sunny, just to get out of the London freeze and to do something different because quite frankly, Zog, I think you deserve a good summer holiday. <laughs> and I'd like you to take a whole lot of photos. So we have you on like a lounge deck, at least reading a book or sipping on a cocktail. I think that would be nice. I think you'd really enjoy that. So I'm going to give you all the perks that go with it, which is the summer wardrobe, which is the essential board short sun cream and a hat. Yes, so that's all for you, Zog. And I hope you get hours of joy Googling where are you going to go on a summer holiday. <laughs> I don't usually like to get my legs out, but I love the sun. And I'm up for a summer holiday. I'll have to wait a few months to be able to take it. But, oh, yes, uh, lounging in the sun, cocktails. Yeah, Hawaii, Australia, I could do either of those, I think. Zog is going on a summer holiday. And his legs are... <laughs> On display. That's going to cost me 30 quid, you singing that. Thank you. Right. Well, sorry. sorry. <laughs> what a lovely virtual gift. Roll on the summer. Thank you, Sarah. That is fantastic. I will enjoy my lounging in the sun with sand between my toes. What's interesting about both of Sarah's gifts to each of us, Zog, you have Aussie board shorts and the hat with the corks. Airspeeder is also an Australian invention. So she's gone for a theme. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. very yeah, good. Right. Nice detail, Alex. Thank you. Okay, here's my gift for Sarah. Remember, it had to be something that you just can't buy. And I kept it simple. And I'm noticing a theme here, all holding this together. My virtual gift for Sarah would be a drive in the neon McLaren Extreme E team. The race team. Ooh. Alongside... Tanner Faust, replacing Emma Gilmore, who is an Australian, of course, who drives for that team. I know she loves McLaren. I know she enjoys Extreme E. I love Extreme E. I love the way it puts women front and centre in motorsport in an equal way. I think it's heroic. And I think you can't buy that, but I would buy Sarah a seat on that team. We'd all watch it then, wouldn't we? Oh, yeah. I'd watch it anyway. So there you go. That's my impossible gift for Sarah. Whose turn is it next? Next up, for Sarah, I've got something a little special. I have had specially commissioned a life-size waxwork model of Fernando Alonso. Uh, <laughs> in his race gear, and built into this waxwork, is a digital alarm clock that, when it goes off, instead of your regular alarm tone, will play Fernando by ABBA. <laughs> and I think this would be the perfect way... <laughs> For Sarah to be jolted into consciousness and the start of a new day by a life-size Fernando Alonso singing ABBA. What a terrifying thought. Who could want any more than that? <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. I was thinking of having the eyes replaced with kind of the special sort of lighting up things so that when the alarm goes off, the eyes would flash maybe either green or red. But I thought that was maybe a little bit too demonic. That was getting too dark. Well, but a darkness at Christmas, it does happen. OK, so anyone got a gift for me? I've got a gift for you. I'm tripping over myself a little bit because I... Th- think I gave you what I was going to give you this year last year because I saw a version of it recently but I'm not sure so I'm going to stick with it so again it's less of a money can't buy but you need lots of money to buy it okay yeah so the other day I took my car in for a service which is generally in a place that houses many beautiful and expensive things that I will never ever be able to afford and sitting there all shiny and bright admittedly in grey was an Aston Martin Vanquish Zagato shooting brake. Oh, yes, yes, Ooh. yes. Oh, 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 hang on. So oh, it is real. God. There's only 99 of them ever. Uh, 5.9 litre naturally aspirated V12, the proper Aston Martin engine. None of this turbo nonsense. It's got an eight-speed ZF, so it shifts very nicely. 592 brake horsepower, 465 pound foot. Apparently it'll do 200 miles an hour if we put you on an autobahn. 0-62, seconds, and it's just really, really, really pretty. You had me at Aston. Yeah, thought so. <laughs> it makes it very difficult for me here, because do I get a choice of the colour? 
I mean, once I've given it to you, you can get it resprayed. Okay, okay, what colour is this one? The one I saw was grey. If you'd like a different one, we're in imaginary land, so have whatever colour you like. Oh, I'd love a grey one, I think that's elegant. But the difficulty for me is, do I have it in Aston Martin's version of British Racing Green? Because it's nice and it's subtle and it's lovely. Do you have it in silver birch, you know, like a DB5? I mean, you could have it in silver birch. Or do I have it in dragon's blood red? Oh, they did a very good red on those Zagato cars. Yeah, they did, Four of them, they? weren't there. It was a coupe convertible shooting brake and then something else. Oh, all of those things I would have. Thank you. An Aston shooting brake, beautiful. I Thank you. That's the perfect Christmas present for me. It really is. Wow. And I've got something for you as well, Gareth. Oh, I think you'll like this. It's not a thing so much as an appointment. If you wish, you may take up the post of the director of the Welsh Motorsport Academy. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Now, the Welsh Motorsport Academy will, every year, it will be taking on 20 young drivers, 20 young students, from all over the world to develop their talents and further their careers in motorsport. There will, however, be a special bursary for locals, for citizens of Wales, Yeah. so that whilst it will be a truly international and outward-facing institution that will be developing some of the finest talents in the coming decades of motorsport, it will also be able to develop homegrown talent in Wales and I know that's something that you would want to do so yeah there we go I look forward to seeing you in your new role as director of the academy thank you I accept the role what a wonderful gift it is a gift to be given something a role of responsibility or creativity like that I would immediately address it by talking to experts people who've been watching young talent in these various territories and saying Who are you watching? Who is good? Who's making a mark? Who needs a chance? Who just on the edge? Who needs extra help? Um, We would choose those people from a wide range of territories. I would love that gift. That would be a gift. Thank you very much indeed. A huge responsibility too. Oh, yes, indeed. With a great (laughs) gift comes great responsibility. They don't say that, do they? Yeah. Right, okay. Alex, you've got another one, is that right? I have one more remaining gift. Go on then. For young Zog. In my almost doppelganger, a gambling man, very proficient at all things card gamey, loves a bit of motorsport. So I figured the way to combine these two loves and for something that really money can't buy because it is lost to time is the front end of Christian Klein's Jaguar that crashed at the Monaco GP in 2004 with a £300,000 diamond on the nose. Oh, that one! uh, To promote... Ocean's 13, a film with a gambling link to it. Yeah. Motorsport, it's mystery, and it's very missing. Money cannot buy this £300,000 diamond because they lost it. The most expensive minor bodywork damage in history, I think we could say. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if, if losing the front of your car can be considered minor bodywork damage. In Formula One, I think it is. Lovely. I remember it well. I remember the race. I remember the crash and the aftermath of a lot of people saying, well, that was a pretty stupid thing to have done wasn't it I mean, yeah oh yeah why would you do that you could say it was on there and then be like ah we didn't do it really Ooh, that was a close call instead it's lost in some gravel oh, and of course that then does get into the you know the conspiracy thing you know you know actually you know, was it really a three hundred thousand pound diamond onto the front of the car maybe it was something that was less valuable it was almost certainly elizabeth duke but ah. it's yours now Alex, thank you. I will treasure it. I am already clearing a space on my shelves to display it. (laughs) Okay, specially recorded in Australia, Sarah has a virtual impossible gift for me. Gareth, what I've got for you is something a bit more motorsporty. And I think that after all these years, I think you deserve this as well. And I think you'd really enjoy it. It is access or areas ticket to the Formula One paddock in Austin, Texas at the next year's Austin, Texas Formula One Grand Prix. I think that you'd really enjoy this as well. I think you'd be able to go in there. You may meet all the drivers. You'd be able to get access to all your favorite team principals and get out and get in and amongst it and really see the race live, not just on Sky Sports. Um, that's definitely what I think that you'd really enjoy. And, and quite frankly, I think you'd be tickled pink. 
I absolutely would be tickled red, white, blue, pink and green, black and yellow. I would love to go to Austin for the race. I was in Austin in 2019, not during the F1 season, but I had such a great time. It was a wonderful, wonderful town. And I'd very, very much like to be there for a race and access all areas. You can't really buy that unless you own a team or a company. So bang on. Perfect gift. Thank you very much, Sarah. Woohoo. Okay. Last one. Now, Alex, I've saved this one. It might be slightly controversial, okay? Here's my gift, my impossible gift to you. It's in the chat. Have a look. Open the link. <laughs> Spending some time with lovely, lovely Elisa Artioli. We love her. She's amazing. We met at the Lotus Elettra unveil. It was very surreal for me because I'm a huge fan of the car and I sort of was aware of her existence via Twitter and then we hung out for a lot of the night and it was good fun. Elisa's ace. She's one of the most down-to-earth human beings you'll ever meet. That's exactly what I said today when I was talking about her to someone. She is not what you might expect of a multi-billionaire's granddaughter. She is an <laughs> utter champion. I loved her to bits, but it warmed my heart to see you two having such a conversation for such a long time that evening. I know it's technically what I'm doing is people, people trafficking. trafficking. Yes, yeah. People trafficking, but my yeah. gift to you would be some time with the wonderful Elisa Artioli and her Lotus Elise, named after her, for oh. you guys to swan off in a seasonal moment together. I didn't really mean it to come out I that mean, her, way. Her other half might have something to say about that, Gary. Oh, no! <laughs> there you go. It's an impossible gift, then. There you go. And then I met the criteria. We'll just sort of settle it down to a lovely afternoon driving Elisa's Elise's in her neck of the woods because she lives near some really good road. I bet she does. So, gentlemen, raise your glasses if you have a glass there. And I wish you all cheers and Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry happy. Merry Christmas. Just flew to the moon so earthbound humans can return there soon. Testing Orion is a reasonable reason to be coming back to Earth for the holiday season. Oh, where you gonna be for Christmas? You gotta choose the very best place. You gotta be with friends and family. Tell me, have you got the space? Wait, mate, you think that's great? Let me tell you about Christmas for Apollo 8. Christmas Day 1968. Humans spend Christmas in a real weird state. Zero-G meant a Christmas float with a super atmospheric biblical quote. Oh, where you gonna be for Christmas? You gotta choose the very best place. You gotta be with friends and family. Tell me, have you got the space? Yeah, Borman, Lovell and Anders celebrated Christmas with no tinsel and no candles. When they achieved their lunar arrival, they read Genesis aloud from the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Xmas. 1973, Slater number one, and I'm as happy as can be. On Terra Firma, Xmas is ace, but three U.S. astronauts spend it all in space. Yeah, Skylab 4 was bolder than three, using food cans to fashion a rudimentary Christmas tree. Oh, where you gonna be for Christmas? You gotta choose the very best place. You gotta be with friends and family. Tell me, have you got the space? If you're gonna spend Christmas in a space situation, you're gonna need the skills of a once great nation. The unique attitude to self-hydration. Cosmonauts and vodka, there's a certain correlation. Did they smuggle some aboard the International Space Station? No, you can't get drunk on the ISS. No, you can't get drunk on the ISS. You can't get drunk on the ISS. You can at Christmas. You can at Christmas. Oh, where you gonna be for Christmas? You gotta choose the very best place You gotta be with friends and family Tell me if you got the space In space, they can't hear you scream When you're opening your presents, what you get's a dream You're floating like a butterfly way above the jet stream I 
got lots of space for Christmas, like the star of Bethlehem. But peace on Earth, goodwill for all humans, women too, not just spacemen. So where are you gonna be for Christmas? Will you celebrate that sci-fi birth? In the space, see your favorite watering place. Peace out, bro. Pissed on Earth. Peace out, bro. I'm pissed here on Earth. Peace out. Merry Christmas. This is the holiday special edition of Gareth Jones on Speed, where we give each other virtual gifts and also mark the last 12 months in cars and motorsport. And we're going to do that this year by awarding an on-speed award for something that has been achieved in the last 12 months. Now... I think we can call these the Speedies or the Speedos for short. You know, every award has a nickname, doesn't it? The Speedos. Small, tight, compact, purposeful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing to hide. Exactly, yes, yes. <laughs> Definitely the Speedos. Just don't shorten it any further. And, of course, you've also got the nice double entendre. You know, there's also the meaning of speedometer, speedo. So ah. this is working on that kind of level. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Very good. That's a triple entendre, that is. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Speedos 2022. And the first nomination comes from Alex Goy. My Speedo is for the Please Just Give Up, Stop Trying, It's Getting Irritating Speedo. This year goes to... TVR. (laughs) Having unveiled the Griffith in 2017... Bear in mind, I've had this comparison earlier. It was a tight call between TVR and the new Tesla Roadster, both announced in the same year, Uh both clearly utter bull. (laughs) <laughs> so, the TVR Griffith obviously was supposed to be powered by TVR's own V8 and it was going to be hand-built and it hand-built in Wales at a custom factory that still hasn't appeared. I've seen the show car in various different colours, which is a neat Carol Shelby trick. Obviously, when he released the Cobra, each magazine had a different coloured Cobra. It was the same car. But yes, in the middle of this year, TVR decided it was going to make an all-electric version of the all-new Griffith sports car, which will follow the V8 version into production in 2024 and after that TVR is going to reveal two new cars this Auto Express story theorises that these are likely to be an all electric saloon and an SUV if some of the teaser images of the new models are anything to go by really and they'll also build a moon rocket a 1200 seater bus and a fusion reactor there'll be a spaceship there'll be (laughs) there'll be an orphanage orphanage. there'll be a lion enclosure um, there'll also be a Formula One car an extreme E car basically I I love handmade British stuff that's a bit wonky it's what gets me going I adore it but the Griffith it's just the we'll see of sports cars can we have one of those we'll see you know it's not going to happen stop teasing us with it let it go you've spent the money and it's clearly not gone right just stop trying to convince us it's going like maybe this announcement was to get some more money in a la Tesla calls going with the most recent one I think another Auto Express story oh there's going to be a smaller car smaller than the Model 3 and it'll do this and it'll do that and you think no you just need more money again don't you like I get what they're trying to do but the Griffith is now a five nearly six year old design it looks like a guppy with wheels it's now woefully out of date by the time they bring the sodding V8 version out you won't be allowed to buy V8s a convincing justification there for the Speedo Award for the Please Stop, Give Up Now, You're Never Going to Do It by Alex Goy. Thank you very much. Zog, your nomination, sir. For my award, I have decided to institute the Hedy Lamar Award for having a super cool side gig. Nice. And this year's recipient of the Hedy Lamar Award for having a super cool side gig is... Valtteri Bottas. 
What's your sidekick? Well, Valtteri Bottas, star driver for currently Alfa Romeo, formerly Lewis Hamilton's teammate. Valtteri Bottas is very keen on coffee, and he's so crazy about his coffee that not only does he take around his own coffee-making setup with a hand grinder to grind his own beans, he co-owns a coffee roastery in Finland. Get out! And you can buy Valtteri Bottas coffee from Kahiwa, I think you pronounce it, Kahiwa Coffee, K-A-H-I-W-A Coffee dot F-I for Finland. Now, unfortunately, the special holiday bundle, holiday bundle number 77 for his race number, is sold out. Now, I would have been quite interested in this holiday bundle of four of their coffees plus hand-signed Valtteri Bottas cards. Nice. This isn't just something that, you know, he's doing as a marketing opportunity, a little sort of some way to make a bit of extra care. This is obviously something that Valtteri actually cares about. He is very into his coffee. And as a very keen coffee drinker myself... A coffee-cionado? <laughs> I've spent a fair bit of time on my own coffee hardware and coffee technique. I think it's fantastic that Valtteri's making what looks like very good coffee. I have a question. Yeah. Are the beans grown in Finland? Well, I can tell you, if we go for a seasonal offering here, Christmas coffee, dark roast, 11 euros for a 200 gram bag. You can have this ground for a filter or French press, or you can have beans or mocha pot grind. Beans grown in Brazil, Nicaragua and Honduras. Okay, good. I feel happier about it now. <laughs> From the Fazenda California, Santa Teresa and Los Alpes farms. Lovely. I'm happier now. I just can't imagine beans being grown in Finland being as good as the more traditional warmer climes where... No. We grow this stuff, and I'm very glad. They're growing it in the right place, processing, I think, abroad, and then they're doing the roasting and the packaging and everything in Finland. And so the award, sorry, the Hedy Lamar Award for the best side gig in Formula One goes to Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Bottas, there yeah. we go. We need to explain the Hedy Lamar thing, of course, don't we? She was a Hollywood actress who invented the system by which we switch channels within a cell. It was originally conceived for directing guided missiles, but it is basically the technology that we use to allow mobile phones to switch channels within cells. Yes, she was the co-author of the patent for frequency multiplexing. Yeah! And she co-authored this patent in the early 40s, during the Second World War, they gave the patent to the US government because it obviously had strategic applications in enabling you to launch remote-controlled torpedoes and missiles and to protect them from jamming. And yes, she was a very, very interesting woman. We love her. Here's another very, very, very interesting woman, our own Sarah Leach, who has her nomination for this year's Speedy Speedo on Speed Award. Now, my Speedy On Speed Award for this year, for 2022, and I suppose being an Australian and everything, there was a few characters that spoiled the pot. First of all, we had the fact that Daniel Ricciardo ended up high and dry without a seat, and him being probably one of the better drivers on the paddock. He sort of didn't really do well with, with McLaren in the end, and maybe he really does need a bit of a refresher. The whole, I guess you could say, stuff up, to put it politely, that it all happened when Oscar Piastri did the deed <laughs> and threw everything up in the air with Mark Webber. So instead of committing to Alpine, he switched to McLaren. Daniel didn't have a seat. Nobody sort of wanted McLaren, but it's all sort of fallen into place. And I do think that my on speed award goes to Daniel Ricciardo, because I think him having this whole year off coming back into Red Bull will only do him a world of good. So I'm sorry to come back to it, Gareth, but I really am coming back to the Daniel Ricciardo on Speed Award because he's managed to keep himself in there for Formula One. He's still getting paid a load from McLaren and not even driving for them next year. And he's probably just going to take a year off, redevelop his skills. And I'd say that he'll probably re-enter Formula One, just like Nico Hulkenberg has. And who knows, he might come out on top. Let's hope. Anyway, thank you very much for an amazing, really enjoyable 2022 on On Speed. And yeah, thanks again for having me part of it and wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. All right. There we go. I suppose what Sarah is saying is that her ward is the 
Survivors Award with plenty of money in the pocket going to Daniel Ricciardo for getting another seat, getting a way back into Formula One, albeit through Red Bull as a test driver 12 months. Let's see if she's right. But bless her, of course she was going to go for that, of course. It may be one of the few things that Daniel Ricciardo will win this year, unfortunately. <laughs> we love Danny Rick. We do. Let's hope it is a way back to something more in Formula 1 for him. I think he's given us so much over the time he's been in Formula 1 so far. He's great value. It'd be a shame if that's the last we see of him. Okay, on now to the final of this year's Speedies, Speedos, On Speed Awards, call them what you want, which is from me. And actually, for once in my life, I think I'm being sensible. Well, as sensible as I'll ever be. My On Speed, Speedy, Speedo Award for 2022, it's for outstanding achievement no way did you really manage to do that (laughs) and the award goes to mg having recently tested their mg4 i was astonished how great value that car is and what range performance and just fun to drive it gives you as they say at that price point now i have been quite prejudiced against mg since they went away to the chinese and i really resented most of their cars being around but slowly they won me over with design i think the mg3 the little hatch that was the beginning of it and then this mg4 having spent a week in one wow ma'am i'm almost an mg What's the word? Emissary now. Convert. Convert. Well, I'm a, certainly a convert. Advocate, but I'm almost ambassador. So advocate, ambassador, all these things. I almost feel like when I say to people, have you driven the MG4? Man, let your cars do it. It's cheap. It's brilliant. It's an MG. So that itself has to be an outstanding achievement. So the Outstanding Achievement Award goes to MG. who've given us great cars. Let's have a quiet round of applause for all our award winners this year. And that's it. That is the final episode of this season of Gareth Jones on Speed. We will return in the new year for what will be our 19th season. Gentlemen, you'll join me? Absolutely. Yes, of course. On behalf of Sarah, I'm going to say yes. I'm pretty sure Sarah will be back if she ever comes back from warm old Australia. And I hope you guys listening will join us for more nonsense and stuff about cars. But for now, gentlemen, your hopes for anything to do with cars in 2023. Alex. McLaren road cars get a decent run of it because the Artura hasn't gone brilliantly for them and it would be nice if they had a supercar that you know it's good people like it but maybe whatever next year's new toy is it launches without a hitch and they have a good time excellent Zocco your hope for the coming year that they will cut the cost of tickets to the Las Vegas Grand Prix ah. to about 50 quid for a grandstand seat. That's what I'm hoping. That will be an offer, however, that is only available to residents of the UK with a London postcode. Superb. Good hopes. I'm with you on both those hopes. Love what McLaren are doing. I hope they get it all sorted and together. Yeah, I'd love to go to Las Vegas on a special deal. And similarly, That's my hope for 2023 is quite a simple one, really. I hope they make tickets available for Le Mans because I really want to be there for the 100th anniversary of this incredible race. So, hopes and dreams for the future. I wish you all well. Happy holidays. Happy Festivus. Happy holidays, friends. Happy Festivus. Happy airing of grievances. (laughs) Happy screaming match with your family. Happy watching terrible telly with a bottle of scotch. Happy birthday, Jesus. And whatever it is you choose to do over the holiday season, enjoy it. And thank you for listening to Gareth Jones on Speed through 2022. See you in 2023. For information on how to contact the show, see pictures, get song lyrics, follow us on Twitter, find our Facebook fan page, or to sponsor the show, go to GarethJones.tv. Oh, where you gonna be for Christmas? You gotta choose the very best place. You gotta be with friends and family. Tell me if you got the space. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Wizbang.